own wedding day, and had to stuff her hand into her mouth not to sob. So much hope, so much joy. She had to start fighting back more skillfully. They were steamrolling her. Only, was it worth creating a fuss about this? It was Rachel's wedding, after all, not hers. The trouble was, these days she couldn't be bothered to fight back most of the time. It was all just too much. Her friend Di said she was depressed. Well, she had a reason to be. A bright yellow delivery van turned into the drive and pulled up at the house. A minute later, the doorbell rang. Then Brian yelled up the stairs, It's a parcel for you, Rach, from that shoe place. Rachel squeaked and dived out of the bedroom. Molly wiped her eyes hastily, but couldn't wipe away the sick feeling. Thanks to her husband's rich and extremely slim second wife, she now felt totally excluded from her only daughter's wedding, and she was dreading the event. She went to her own bedroom and opened the wardrobe door to stare at the blue dress and jacket she'd bought. Perfect for the mother of the bride, the sales assistant had assured her. It's a pretty shade of blue, Rachel had said. One of your favourite colours but her daughter hadn't seen it on, and the dress didn't look half as flattering once Molly got it home. Dresses never did. She wasn't good at choosing clothes, and anyway, she'd put on two kilos since then, what with all the hassles, all of it round her waist. She'd let herself go since the divorce, and she wasn't naturally slim. Number two wife was not only slender but ferociously elegant, never seemed to have a hair out of place, and was the perfect partner for an ambitious man who'd climbed almost to the top of the executive ladder and was still going. There was a joyous squeal from the hall. When Rachel squealed like that, she wanted an audience, and if she didn't get one here, she'd go round to her father's, where Tasha would take an intense and clever interest in anything to do with clothes. In the hall, Molly found her daughter balancing on shoes with impossibly high heels, moving to and fro, beaming at her reflection in the full-length mirror. "'They look beautiful, darling,' Molly lied. In reality, she thought heels that high not only looked ridiculous, but were dangerous to walk in. But what was one minor lie in the confusion her life was in now? Rachel wobbled across to the dining room to find the swatch of ivory satin and hold it against the shoes. "'Oh, yes!' The dyer's got the shade exactly right. They certainly did. Beaming, Rachel walked up and down the hall again. I'd better practice. I'll go and start tea. Chicken breast with salad, all right. I found a new low-fat sauce recipe. She turned towards the kitchen. Oh, I'm not going to be here for tea, Mum. Didn't Brian tell you? We're both going over to Dad's tonight. But we agreed we'd have a family night tonight. I bought some champagne and... Molly had been looking forward to an evening with just her two children, something which wouldn't be likely after the wedding. She'd wanted them to reminisce about old times and get closer again, as they used to be. She'd hunted out some old photo albums for them to go through, something Rachel usually loved doing. Of course, Brian would still be living at home after the wedding, But apart from piling his dirty clothes in the laundry and regularly eating the last of the bread, 
he wasn't around very often, especially since he'd started dating his stepmother's daughter, Geneva. Molly turned away, hearing her daughter go in the other direction. Once this wedding was over, she'd have to find something more interesting to do with her life, something for her. What did they call it? Moving on. But what could she do? She'd never had a career, just a series of jobs when they were first married and short of money, then years of being the perfect hostess for Craig. She was a good cook, at least, prided herself on that. She looked down at herself and grimaced. Too good a cook, maybe. Only she wasn't professionally trained, and anyway, the joy of cooking was giving pleasure to others, and soon she wouldn't have any close family to cook for. She felt as if the world had tossed her on the scrap heap. On the afternoon of